Hi, this is Alana Oliver, and you are listening to Family on the Rock, a podcast exploring marriage, parenting, and theology through the lens of Christ our Rock. I'm here with my husband, Justin. Join us today as we seek to honor God with our discussion. Hey, Justy. Hey, Lanny. So, part two of our homeschool discussion. Part two. And in the first episode, we went through things like, um, you know, why we homeschool or why we're hoping to homeschool, because we technically have not started just yet for reals. Um, the fact that, you know, even if you're not a teacher, a trained teacher, um, you can still homeschool. And we also talked about the benefits of homeschooling, like the fact that you can um, hone in on your kids' strengths and and interests. Yeah, and so actually we're going to tackle, I, I would say, probably some of the more popular criticisms or discussions regarding homeschooling. Yeah, so let's start with the big one that everybody says. Let's say it together. What about socialization? <laughs> and everyone asks this, asks this, and I'm like, okay, so like we definitely need to address it. So do you want to start? Yeah, well, you know, the big issue that people come is, well, what about your kids? How are they going to socialize? They're going to be kind of nerdy, weirdo freaks. But the, the whole thing is, well, first of all, we, we have more than just the schooling outlet for our, their socialization. There's many, many different outlets. Yeah, absolutely. Like, what makes us think that socialization is simply a child sitting beside another child in a desk all day looking forward at a teacher and having two 20-minute recess periods? Like, what makes us think that that's socialization? And also, what makes us think that having kids out on the playground without, you know, supervision, yes, but without monitoring their conversations and everything, like, what's what makes that a good idea? You know, I know that I was, the playground was never a great place for me. When teachers went around to monitor the conversation, that's when I saw bullying happen, that's when I was introduced yeah. to swearing and a whole slew of other really, you know, negative things. Yeah, and also another thing that they really, they touched on, on at the homeschool conference that I actually thought was a really great point was that when you're in the standardized school system, you only socialize with those who are in the same age and usually the same gender as well. Um, but the, the, the thing, especially with our church, is that you are integrated into multiple age groups. Uh, our kids, I know for a fact, play with younger kids and then they also play with older kids. They actually have probably more friends than they would in a standardized system. Well, they have more friends, but they also have more one-on-one -on -one time because yeah. when you homeschool, you're not bound by the same schedule that you are when your kids have to be at school. So, yeah. you know, we have a lot of play dates with friends and thank God we're yeah. in a community where a lot of people are going to homeschool. A lot of young moms are planning to homeschool and we just aren't going to be very intentional and we've talked about it and we do it. We're just going to be very intentional about our playtimes. Our kids are going to socialize together, um, not only with their friends, which which they do have a lot of because of church, but also with their siblings. And, you know, we believe in big families. We think that we don't think everyone needs to have a big family, but most homeschoolers, let's just face it, they have bigger yeah. families and you've got lots of siblings that you're socializing with on a daily basis. That's socializing as well. And honestly, if you can raise up a kid to be kind and loving to their siblings, I'm pretty sure they have a better chance at being kind and loving yeah. to the rest of the world, right? Like, isn't, aren't the people that are closest to you the hardest ones to respect and love? Yeah. And so that's that's two things right there. That's our 
church, which is our major one. It's mommy groups, it's play groups, but also we have our kids involved in extra extracurricular activities. Our son Roman is involved in just a, a ball hockey league that's run by the city, uh, and he gets to meet all kinds of kids there too as well. I think uh, I'm I'm the, one of the coaches, and I think we have I would say probably close to 30, 35 kids. Absolutely. So we do not expect our kids to sit at home you know, sheltered from the world in the sense that they don't get to talk to anyone. And one big thing about socialization when you're homeschooling is that you can have multi-generational socialization. Um, One of the speakers gave a really good example of just when you homeschool, you can take your kids over to the next door neighbor who's 90 years old and they can have tea with her and they can socialize with her. And honestly, um, there is a horrible stigma, stigma around homeschooled children that they're weird and Um, that they don't hold conversation well. But honestly, a lot of that is just simply um, bad press. (laughs) Like, if you ask me. Yeah, and if you ask me, okay, let's say worst case scenario. Our kids are a little socially awkward and and maybe a little nerdy. Okay, and so what? He's not saying that they're going to be. He's just saying like, if even that argument doesn't really hold up because we're keeping the end goal in mind. Yeah. And that end goal, like we said earlier, is just to make disciples of Christ. So we firmly believe that homeschooled children, if given the opportunity, have more opportunity to socialize, uh, on a multi-generational level than children that attend, um, standardized school. And but at the same time, we're saying, but so what? Worst case scenario, they end up a little bit socially awkward. I would much rather my children go to heaven as socially awkward individuals than have not been given the gospel every single day um, and gone and been, you know, the life of the party. Yeah, and just lead a party into hell. Yeah, exactly. So we 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 just believe that you can you can have your cake and eat it too with the whole socialization thing. Um, and I don't think that it happens without planning. I definitely think you need to be intentional about it. My kids, when they are of age, are definitely going to be volunteering at, you know, old age homes. They're going to be volunteering at, um, you know, the children's ministry at our church. They're going to be in sports and they're going to be in music. And these are all things that are, you know, going to be to the glory of God, but also to the edification of them and, and their ability to socialize. Yeah. And you, and you, you do make a good point. And, you know, a lot of people, might say, you know, well, some of the the best parts are that when they're in high school, they're forced to do that, that volunteer activities. But that's very true. Uh, You know what, our kids, I mean, all I'm sure there'll be a huge part just as being a part of the church, that alone is, you know, we're called to an act of service, and there'll be a lot of volunteering there, too. Uh, Yeah, I I mean, I think what you're trying to get at, because I'm not sure if it came across this way, but um, you're just trying to say, like, in high school, you're forced to volunteer, but we want to cultivate a spirit of service in our kids, right? Like we want our kids to grow up wanting to serve. And so we're going to start them young in the volunteer world. We're going to encourage them to, um, to give of their talents at church or, uh, you know, if Roman's a great hockey player, great, help younger kids, um, who are just learning. And so we are going to encourage our children into the world in a healthy way. And let's be honest, a lot of these, you know, groups in which they can volunteer at happen during the day. And that works best for homeschooling kids because they're available. Yeah, exactly. Especially with the multi-generational aspect of it. I mean, I'm not sure much happens for school age kids um, for their age group during the day because everyone's in school pretty much. But I definitely think when you're talking multi-generational um, socialization, which is super important, um, they definitely will have more of an opportunity if they're homeschooled. Um, so another thing, and pro- 
probably also like, you know, none of these are not valid. We're not saying they're not valid, um, but we're just addressing them is what about academics? You know, are your kids going to be behind? Well, you know, that's an interesting question, but dealing from the homeschool conference, just because we're fresh from it, it seems that the majority of the kids actually end up a little bit of ahead. I think that that's true. Um, and it's true because they have that one-on-one teacher, you know, they can work at their own pace. And, um, I think they're just, I think that that's part of it for sure. What do you think? Yeah, well, it kind of goes hand in hand with that interest-based learning we talked about in the last podcast. You're able to tailor your child's education by their strengths. Right. And you want to develop a love of learning in your kids. My goal is not to just feed them all this information so that they can regurgitate it to me. I want them to love to learn. And I feel like if I hone in on their interests and their strengths, they will. Um, Because I know that's how I am in my life. If I have a topic that I'm really interested in, like homeschooling, you know, I've been eating up every podcast, every book that I can get my hands on because I'm interested in it. Um, And all that contributes to learning. And who says whether we're behind or on track anyways? Yeah, like the standardized school system has decided what is on track for ages and um, grades, right? Uh, all that is to say, of course, we want our kids to keep up with ac- like the academic norm, of course. But it also just goes to show that some kids are going to be, because of their mentality, because of their strengths, you know, a little bit maybe looking like they're behind or a little bit maybe ahead. Um, and it doesn't mean that they're not going to catch up and it doesn't mean that they're um, not going to slow down. It just means that like they've set these standards because they can. And I just, rather than worrying about the standards, I'm keeping the end goal in mind as a homeschool mom. Yeah. And what would that end goal be? Like we said in the last episode, um, our mission statement for our homeschooling is that our kids would be disciples of Christ, that they would love God first and foremost. That's number one. What's the best way our children can love the Lord? I believe it's teaching them. Like in Deuteronomy, it says when they're lying down, when they're waking up, when they're walking, when they're eating, I want to saturate their life in the gospel. And I have the time and energy to do that. Praise God. So let me be that homeschool mom that can do it. And number two is that they would love others, right? Yes, exactly. Just like we talked about with volunteering. Exactly. And then the last thing, you know, would just be to love learning. And <clears throat> a way that we can do that is to um, to not ready, right? Like they will grow. There is significant evidence that shows when a child is pushed into something, you know, learning wise that they're not ready for, um, they're going to resent it. I know I was like that with a lot of things, you know, math and science were never my strong suit, but I'm sure that I could have learned to love them had I been given just that little bit extra time. And I feel like I was a lot of the same way. And I think that with just tailored based learning that that's, you know, how we would end up just doing better. And at the end of the day, like we keep saying it, but this is the point that we really, really want to bring home. We want our kids to love God. We have to think about as Christian parents, how we are going to go about um, promoting the gospel in our home. Like how can we do what the Bible says and, and teach our children God's ways if they're not with us? Um, it's a lot harder. It's not impossible. Lots of kids get saved. You know, we're examples of kids that went to the school system and, and, and praise God we were, you know, chosen and God has saved us. But what is the way that I'm going to stand before the Lord on judgment day and feel that I have done my best as a parent. And this is, this is just the way. Um, 
And our culture is getting progressively more evil as the days go on, aren't they? Yeah, exactly. And again, this is just our conviction. This is not everyone's. And this is how we just feel that that we can just honor God the most. A really good quote by Vodi Bauckham, um, if you know who that is, he's a big homeschool advocate and a preacher. He says, um, uh, we ex- why are we surprised when we send our kids to Rome and they come back as Romans? Um, or some variation of that. Why do we... Why are we surprised when we send them to Caesar and they come back as Romans? Um, and like, that's brilliant. I mean, that is brilliant. They go to a school that teaches um, teaches a worldview that is secular, and then we're surprised when they come back uh, believing that secular worldview. I mean, honestly, when you think about it that way, homeschooling makes a lot more sense, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, it does. And you know what? we're outnumbered. You know, they go to school, they're taught the same thing by a ton of people and they come back to two people who are telling them something different. It's confusing. It's confusing. And homeschooling um, is this beautiful opportunity to give your kids the truth on a daily, hourly basis. And yes, I'm sure my kids will get exhausting to me after a while, but honestly, I'm willing to make the sacrifice for their souls, right? Like I'm willing to make that sacrifice if it means feeding them the gospel minute by minute. And that's exactly right. It's a sacrifice that we're willing to make. By the grace of God. And thank you guys so much for listening. I think that concludes everything that we wanted to say. Um, Follow us on Instagram and Facebook. We'd love to dialogue with you. Um, And thank you so much for listening. Be blessed. Thank you for listening to Family on the Rock podcast. You can subscribe to us on iTunes or feel free to visit us on our Facebook page at Family on the Rock. Until next time, Soli Deo Gloria.